after watching that Raven Steelers game, I'm sure you needed that. I'm sure you needed that, Dan. Yeah. As Mike Tomlin said, it was a JV football game. We completely did not show up to play whatsoever, and luckily the Ravens didn't have anybody to play, so we were good. <laughs> that was that was how that game was. It was I mean, I'll take I, it. I guess if Trace McSorley had played the whole game, y'all y'all would have been in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Hollywood Brown, best fantasy day of the entire season. One one play from the goat. Trace McSorley. <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds like uh, he might he might be all right for this coming week too. But we'll talk about it when we get to the preview for to the matchups. Right. Um, yeah, we're not going to do a lot of NFL news in this segment because uh, not a whole lot in terms of league wide thing, other than just the normal COVID situation. But if you have players on your team, I'm sure you're already monitoring that. We don't need to go over that. We refuse to talk about all the COVID crap because, you know, what? we're going to want to just follow your whatever uh, platform you're on. Follow that. Done. Yep. Pretty much all you can do anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to talk about one of our favorite subjects instead, and that's West Virginia. Yeah. Am I right? I love this basketball team. We did not perfectly end well for us uh, this last game, but. There's plenty to talk about, that is for sure. Yeah, I think our biggest problem has been our, which is in, it's been our biggest problem pretty much the past couple of years. And every time we've had a good team, foul trouble, man. We cannot stay out of foul trouble. We that's that's what we got to clean up. We we got to clean that up. Yeah, and it was particularly the big men this week, obviously, which is a problem when or whenever. Outside of the big three, you know, when I say the big three, I'm including Osher Boyan. That, I mean, then we're going to freshmen and not even big men. So we have to figure out how to stay on the floor. Yeah. Well, that one freshman, the uh, the guy from I think it was Huntington Prep, who's uh, playing this year. Is it uh, Isaiah Cottrell? Yes. So he he went to Huntington Prep, I believe, but it's Chris. Uh, he went to Bishop Gorman in like. Uh, Vegas. Oh, uh, okay. Sure he's he is gonna be great. He's a freshman. He played really well against uh, Gonzaga, but he is gonna be great. But he's still a freshman and has looked like a freshman at times for sure. Yeah, but he played well. But I I still think the biggest issue was the the foul. Now, granted, I get that the refing was not a hundred percent great. It never is. First off, and even some of those calls at the end of the game, I was getting. I was getting upset. So they were calling some ticky tack stuff, but I mean that's college basketball. You, that's that's the state of basketball today. Is they're calling ticky tack stuff. I completely agree, and the way we play, it makes it happen for sure. To me, there was one egregious one that meant something, and unfortunately, massively important to the game was the Taz Sherman block, uh, charge call. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that was one. the bad one. It wasn't even close, and there was a massive swing because then they come down, they hit a three on the next possession. All of a sudden, they're up eight, and boom, there you go. That's a swing of the game on a, in my opinion, blatantly terrible call. Oh, I I agree. Even Jay Billis, I think, oh, who's commentating, was like, yeah, that's a terrible call. 
Yeah, because then we got a charge. We got the makeup call like a possession or two later, and he even said, and I, we even said as we were sitting around with my dad and my brother, and we were like, "Oh, that one was nowhere near as bad as the one before." Like, are you kidding me? We get a charge on that. That was even closer. That's that's what happens in West Virginia. We get the makeup call that means nothing after the possession that really hurt us. Yeah, that's it's a rough life being a West Virginia fan. Unfortunately, you gotta get you gotta be prepared for heartbreak. Real quick before we move on, though, I need to. What do you? I need to hear what you have to say, Chuck, about Sean McNeil. What What do we need to do with Sean McNeil? I didn't. He's been playing well. He can't enough. make a shot. He can't. He's on the. He's not on his on the floor for his defense. I well, yeah, but I mean, like, he's a shooter. Like, you can't tell a shooter not to shoot. So you either. Decommit from him completely, which is way too early in the season for me to do that. For mm-hmm. me to do that, or I think what he needs to do, and what they need to have him do, is just start going to the basket a little bit more and getting mm-hmm. himself in rhythm. In yeah, this, I completely in agree. The first half, but I mean that's like I shouldn't be telling my opinion. Like any but any basketball player, even someone who like you know, I'm not at all technically qualified. You know what I mean? I just. <laughs> I Anyone who's seen me play basketball knows that, right? Like, I'm no, I'm not a baller, <laughs> but you can look at the, just look at the game and just go like, this guy's only shooting threes. Mm-hmm. That means I have, I have no reason to, I have no respect for him going to the basket or hitting jumpers. So, like, that's what he, he just needs to get the defense off rhythm by doing that. If the if the scouting report's going to say if McNeil's inside the three point line, just pass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and we don't set any place for him. It's not like he never gets to catch the ball in rhythm that's set up for a shot. You know, it's it's he catches the ball with a defender on him and then has to do what he has to do. Uh, the problem with that is Taz Sherman is playing so damn well. Yeah, that I agree. But that's going to fade too. I mean, not fake, I should say, but go in and out. You know what yeah. I mean? He's shooting the yeah. ball well now. And you know, Wes, we're going to go through fake. You know, basketball's yeah. a game of runs. So we just got to make sure we don't I, hit a run as bad as we did last year. Oh, good Lord, yes. That Please, no. And that we go uh, we go into the tournament strong, like we did last That I'll take last mm-hmm. year. Beating I, Baylor... On that last Saturday, I was like, mm. "This gives me hope." Now or now, I feel confident. And you then see it coronavirus all came in like the Death Star to be like, <laughs> "Boom, you're gone." <laughs> you're, yeah, whoo. March Madness was Alderaan that just got obliterated. Twenty twenty, <laughs> the yeah, Empire came into twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Yeah. 2020 and early 2021. It's going to be a full calendar year before the, you know, before the vaccine hits. Yeah. I hope we get March Madness, though. I'm I'm hoping. They're talking about trying to bubble it in Indianapolis this year, which would be great, which would be awesome. I mean, that would be awesome. Oh, yeah. And they could definitely do it. And the only thing that would be concerning, it definitely wouldn't be March Madness. Because if the conference tournaments end in March and they're trying to bubble... Mm-hmm. They have to be like ten days separating from the from selection Sunday, so they're not going to start until like May. March. It, it'd be <laughs> like April. 
April. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. And, and that's if they keep the schedule the way it is, where it's four games on. Can they do that, though? Because don't they normally, I mean, they do that at four to five locations whenever they do that. Right. That's it's all normally, locations, so. That's normally travel prep. So if they bubble, they probably aren't going to give as much. They're going to do it in a quicker succession. But the other thing they want to keep, though, is that they want to keep those games on a lot of the important games on Saturday and Sunday mm-hmm. for TV purposes. Yep. Um. Although the national championship game is played on Monday night every year, so it's not that big a deal. That's, Stupid you know, NFL. The problem is, though. Well, they do this every year, I guess. Anyways, but they'll be directly competing with the NBA. But it will yeah. be the NBA regular season, like midway through the regular season, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of which, we'll be talking about fantasy basketball soon enough because mm-hmm. I don't know when our draft is for the Frostburg League, but it has not been scheduled yet. But no, I just I'm waiting upon that date as it every day. One hundred percent. I'm just gonna get mad if like I wake up one day and it's like, oh, the draft has been completed, and I'm gonna be like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, whatever I got, I'm I'm gonna make it work. I just did a mock draft. I didn't hate my team. I was pretty happy, but I have not mock drafted yet because I have. It's. A very important fantasy football week, and I refuse to to get into that until I make the playoffs where I need to. <laughs> Specifically, the Frostburg League—that's the big one. Well, well. Speaking of that, let's transition to talk because we are in the midst of the fantasy playoffs, and this is yeah. the Bush League Pad podcast. So, I think first and foremost, we should give an update on where the Bush League is in yes. terms of fantasy playoffs. Um, it's pretty wide open. There's only, I think, one team that's guaranteed to make the playoffs. I, I wonder, I wonder who that is. Yeah, I wonder who that could be. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's the number one seed. Mm. I was looking mm. at the points earlier, man, and I think you're up at like 300-ish on the next person. Cause, yeah. I have 1967. Not a great year. Uh, yeah, and, and 1704, and the next- so not quite... As much as I just said, but I mean, good Lord, kid. That is, Yeah, I know. I mean, this week I'm like, well, I, it hasn't marked it, but there's no way I can't not make the playoffs because I have nine wins. Luke has eight, so he can take me over for the one seed, but the next best team can only have a maximum of eight wins. So I'm in the playoffs. Yeah, you're definitely in. Yeah, I'm confused. Why does it, does it always mark it? I don't, that I I don't don't know. That I don't know. That might be something else. So maybe it's just not marking it, but there's, I'm 100% guaranteed to make the playoffs. Yeah, but your division, I don't want to say is locked up, but I mean, you and Luke are looking pretty good. Like you said, you're up too. And his point differential, Jesse, and Luke, if Luke loses twice and Jesse wins twice, there's a chance. Right. But my side. You you know. and I you mean. and Ricky are competing. <laughs> you you have to win to avoid that fifty dollar extra kick in. I do. I scored no points. <laughs> yeah, you you're you're pulling up the rear pretty good in that points department. Although Rumble's Rumble has the second worst points. It's true. I but can... he is six and six. Yeah. 
But I mean, Duran is six and six, as you said, and leading our division. Pappas is five and seven. Ricky's four and eight, and I'm four and eight. I mean, in but, theory, if I drop two hundred points each week, I could make yeah. it. <laughs> well, that's a nice theory. We'll yeah. we'll see what actually happens. You <laughs> and Luke are projected the same exact amount of points this week, which I find fascinating. Yeah, I'm always projected plenty. That <laughs> doesn't usually seem to end out that way. But we've got, well, there's a lot of playoff implications right now. Because yeah, Mathis this, is yeah. on the outside looking in right now, and he's got to play me. And you two are projected within a couple points of each other, and probably the highest projects on the week, if I had to guess. 150 and 147. Almost well, even more, yeah. And... Duran is playing Jesse, um, and I'd say Jesse has a lot more to gain slash lose because if Duran loses, as long as he's still leading Pappas in points, he'll still be uh, on top of Pappas. He'll just have to win his last game of the year. Right. But Jesse needs that needs to keep his points for margin if he wants to beat Luke somehow. That's his only way back in. Well, here's the thing. And then next week, so Jesse plays Duran this week and then Pappas next week. So he'll pretty much determine the fate of that division, of your division. Um, Duran plays Jesse, so he could basically control his own destiny because if he beats Jesse, he's pretty much in. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of road to victory. If if he wins... definitely in. If he yeah. wins and I win, he is guaranteed a spot. And you'll be playing him, basically. Uh, no. Because if he wins and I win, I'll be the one seed and he'll be the two seed. So we will so 100%. It's even the playoffs by division? I th- yeah. Okay. We have the playoffs. Well, I have this playoff set by division now. Okay, but, okay. Yeah. I was thinking the playoffs were by record after that. I, I was wrong. Yeah, and then uh, next week, Duran plays uh, Rumble. Who plays Ricky this week, who seems to have uh, taken the old draft strategy of week 13 is my bye week, so I have no other buys the whole rest of the year, because he is missing... Quite a few people is Carolina and Tampa Bay players, which would account for about fifty points. Team. To be fair, they count technically for a lot of points on my team too. Good amount. I had Tampa Bay's defense. Devin White. I have Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. That is true. So you, but you would not start both of those normally. Yeah. Yeah. Christian. He's missing Christian McCaffrey, but that's also due to injury. So. Well, yeah. But that also he, he all, but he has Mike Davis, so yeah. he's also missing a quality player as well. Yeah. So as it stands right now, I would be playing Jesse, and Duran would be playing Luke. If if the playoffs were today, right. But there's a but, Duran and well, that's Jesse's what I mean. Position are vulnerable. Because aren't you, Jesse, and Luke all in the same division? So is it only the winner of the divisions makes the playoffs? No. So 
I would be the one seed and I'm playing the four seed. The four seed in this case is Jesse. Duran is the two seed and he's playing the three seed, which is Luke. Right. So Duran's the two seed because he won the division. Right. Yeah. But then, then it just goes to the next, the record from there on out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, it goes record and points for because I made points for the tiebreaker. And since Jesse has the most points for out of all the out of the two six and six teams that are left, which would be him and Rumble, he is the winner. Right. Gotcha. So for Rumble to make the playoffs, he basically to win out. Mm-hmm. He's hardcore rooting for Duran this week. Because if Duran wins and he beats Ricky, he's got to win up on Jesse. This is true. But he's got to maintain that win up next week because Jesse has the points for. Yeah, and so next that... week he plays Duran. So he's gotta he's gotta basically go two and oh to make the playoffs. Yeah, Rumble, yeah, but based on that points for as far as how far down he is based on those other guys, unless he has you know, one of those insane, like I said, 200 weeks to help him kind of catch up and maybe be a tiebreaker. He's in trouble. Right. Pappas, on the other hand, is in the opposite. So Pappas, in order for Pappas to make the playoffs, he, well, he has to go 2-0 and too. Mm-hmm. He yeah. has to be, and then next week, he has to be, uh, Jesse, only way he makes the playoffs. I'm not sure there aren't, there isn't anybody in this league besides you and Luke that doesn't have to go two and zero. Oh. Deron can probably go one and one. Besides that, I think everybody else that they have even want to think about it has to go two and zero. Oh. Jesse, maybe if he can keep his point lead. Yeah, I think Duran can go one and one because he's already a game up on Pappas. Right. So if he goes one and one, and one of his games, like we already said, is against. Yeah, if Pat, if Duran goes one and one, if he's seven and seven, he will still be. Um, it even if Pappas goes two and zero, oh, because he will have the points for. Although Pappas has two games, then to make up his sixty point point differential so he right. has pappas would have to go to an o and outscore Duran in order to really guarantee himself a spot in the playoffs yeah assuming Duran goes one-on-one basically we're saying this is completely all over the place and luckily for the league i play luke and you so they don't have that none of them get a win against me so <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot of interesting matchups in the in the final stretch uh Jesse can go. Well, Jesse, Jesse has to doesn't have to go two and zero, but if he does go one and one, he needs Rumble to also go at least one and one. Right. That's that's, that's his main thing. competition. He, he can go one and one, but it does not guarantee him anything with right. one victory. Uh, so Jesse and Rumble need to be watching each other. And Duran and Pappas need to be watching each other, basically. Mm-hmm. That's that's the foursome. 
Yep. And then don't forget me about me and Ricky fighting for that 50 bucks. Technically, yes. <laughs> Which, I mean, you just said you've got to play me and Luke. Which is yep. not good for your chances. Nope. But I do. It's insane. Here at the end of like at the end of the year, I don't hate my team. My team's turned to like I, I'm scoring just fine now. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, you traded for Chris Carson, who subsequently did not play for many yeah, games. About four weeks, five weeks. Adam Thielen missed the game. Who must also traded for? Kenny Galladay has been injured. All year. I mean. Uh, Hunter Henry has been disappointing. I just picked him up, though, after I traded him. Okay. So he, he's been okay, actually. The last three games is actually when I've had him. He's been pretty good. But that was... I don't take much credit for that. That was <laughs> just picking somebody up. Yeah, your team has just been... hit. The injury bug has plagued your team pretty much all yep. year. Yep. And throwing a little inconsistent play for Antonio Gibson, who until last week was, you know, just another running back out there. Yeah, yeah, he's he's going to win other players' fantasy leagues, maybe. It's just not going to be me. Well, let's move on then to our uh, other league that we're both in, the Frostburg League. Life's pretty easy for me here because I'm ten and two. I'm guaranteed the number one seed, so I'm just gonna relax a little bit, let Dan uh, fret his way in, uh, about talk, talking about the playoffs. Well, yeah, okay. the last uh, week of the regular season that we're in. Okay, uh, first thing I'm gonna do is touch on like Chuck's tops players. Just real quick, run down through this and see if if you think my team have any chance against his team, and then I'm let you know somehow where this league stands. Chuck's got Mahomes, you got Dalvin Cook, you got Adam Thielen, Terry McLaurin, Darren Waller, Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, I have now Eckler back finally, which, yeah, there you go. Hopkins, Metcalf, Mari Cooper, Chase Claypool. Chuck. Is ten and two and the one seed and has been the one seed and is at just destroying the entire league. I'm six and six along with what one, two, three, four other players. There's a seven and five team and a five and seven team. We're all within like fifty points of each other, and I lost last week by zero point three points because of. Derek Carr playing the Atlanta Falcons scored negative 2.14 points. Anything. Plus, oh, I'm so mad at myself. This was also a bad play by me. I thought the Steelers Ravens game was get. I thought it was getting canceled. Ape had Deontay Johnson and Eric Ebron. I had Chase Claypool, and Justin Tucker on my team. I benched them for Anthony Miller and Jake Elliott and then lost by 0.3 points because it counted all the way through Wednesday. The rest of my team went off. Everybody else, except for Noah Fant, who didn't have a freaking quarterback. (laughs) So it was a fun week. Yeah, the Anthony Miller play, that's the one that stands out to me like, Really? You played that guy? 
I didn't have guy. only because I thought I wasn't going to have Claypool, and it was I made the decision too late. It was I made the decision at like seven o'clock, and that was all that was left. Ah, uh, I was about to say, there's no way. Listen, I dropped Anthony Miller for my um, dynasty league. Oh, because I just don't see a future with them. If they have a quarterback at some point is my only hope. Yeah. But yeah, that's my disparagement of that league. And, uh, but with everybody being so close, if I win this week, which I'm definitely projected to win, I'm playing a not great team. I will make the playoffs and we will be playing each other. I feel like in round two. I mean, there's a lot of possibility. There's two, seven and five teams. And one of the teams only has like, is like a good 100 points behind the other seven and five team mm-hmm. and like has less points than almost all the six and six teams, except uh, Dumbledore's army. Right. I'm, re- I'm referring to all these people by their team names because except for, for a few exceptions, I don't know most of their names. Right. <laughs> um, I, this week yeah. I'm playing Joe. No, my bad. I'm playing Strafe, whose team is he renamed It Begins a couple weeks ago because he was going to go on this amazing tear. To be fair, he's gone on a pretty good tear. Yeah, to be fair, he's gone on a pretty good tear. Uh, He's won. uh, He's gone three and oh since then. Yeah, I think he beat me as well. He even had a pretty good week and he beat me. Yeah. So, you know, I'm playing a dangerous opponent. I'm looking at his team. He's he's not bad. He's got Jared Goff, who's been playing better. Mm-hmm. Mostert's back. Gallman's the starter. Uh Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams. That's a that's a lethal trio. Jordan Reed. Cole Beasley in the flex. That's a good team. He's got a good team. Yeah, I like the Jordan Reed play. I mean, if you're going to be streaming a tight end, which it seems like he is, I, Jordan Reed, you could do worse. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 I, I, you're you're set, though. You're the one seed for sure. No one can even touch you. No one's within three games of you. No. And you get a bye week, so you kind of have a little reprieve here. All right. I'm fighting for a seed. How many you and can any I others? Po- can I possibly roll back with Derek Carr again? Or because I'm playing off the waiver wire with quarterback. My options. Oh Lord. Carson Wentz, Mitchell oh. Trubisky, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Andy Dalton. I mean, out of those, I like Trubisky the best. Be hundred percent honest with you. Over Derek Carr still. Um, against the Jets. Yeah, they don't have Josh Jacobs. No. So, so they have Devontae Booker, who's not bad. No, he's very good. He's very capable. Yes. Um we'll be definitely talking about him later. Uh <laughs> I think you gotta roll with Carr. The 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 matchups to he can't do that again, right? Right. I don't think he can. All right. He's he's 
not he's not a bad quarterback. He can't do that again. I'm <laughs> I'm just terrified now. He's got me quaking in my boots. <laughs> yeah. In uh other fantasy league news, I am in a league with our friend Amodi oh, and right. his runs are New Jersey. I had to win last week and win by a good amount to uh make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I was playing against Derrick Henry. Oh no. It's all right though, because I have Tyree Kill. I was gonna say the new who went off that man had a game, and you didn't even have to sweat it because it was like immediate. It was like, oh, he's gonna have a game. Oh, oh shit, he's gonna have a game. Oh, he he's gonna have one of. Oh my, oh my lord, he's gonna have a game. Oh (laughs) yeah, he had a huge. Huge game. And there's four-point bonus for touchdowns over 50 yards in this league. So he had uh, one of those because he had a 75 and a two-point yep. for 40 yards. So I was because I knew he had two long ones. I didn't know if the second one was 50 or not. I did, but apparently the not one, quite. No, it was like 41 or 40 or something like ah, that. Okay, okay. And then the first but the other one was 75. So oh, like, yeah. That's what I, mean. I, knew, I knew the other one. It was it was a bomb. Plus a three-point bonus for a 200-plus yard receiving game and a three-point bonus for 199, which I think they stack. So it would be six points. Oh, lordy. So a 200 game is just (laughs) broken. He scored 60 points. 65 points or something then. Yes, that is actually exactly what he scored. (laughs) Uh, He had... 66.9 66.9 points for me. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Which made Derrick Henry's 41.5 seem quite. <laughs> oh, yes, because that's unfair. Because, like, in our league, in the Bush League, there were, I bet, like, I don't know, six, seven points away, something like that. But not there, what, 26 points away? That's nuts. Well, I also have him in the Bush League. And he had, like, 50 some odd points i think for me right he 58.4 points so oh wow wow okay well because we have bonuses we don't have as big as bonuses but we have similar bonuses right but what what did derrick henry get in our league yeah uh jesse has him i believe so let me double check Derrick Henry at 38.5. Oh, so I guess so maybe it was a little bit more tw- different than I thought. Yeah. 28.5. Jesse's team did really well last week, though, because he had Derrick Henry and Deshaun Watson go off. Mm-hmm. See, I traded him Lamar Jackson, and he'll maybe never play again. Yep. But I'm feeling good about my the, the, league, game I'm, the league I'm in with Emoti because I've got Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. Oh, that stack is just nuts. I've got – I might have a flex question for you later, but we'll see. Um, okay. We'll see. In the, in the meantime, let's move on to uh, trade wow. deadlines have pretty much passed. So this is, an, this is a modified trade corner. Yeah, it's just a weekly um, 1v1, basically. Take your side. And uh, for – Number one and number three, I'll present them to you, and I'll allow you to pick first, and I'll defend the other side because I modified the and didn't modify, but I made them so I can 
understand whichever side I'd be on. And number two, I'll declare who I want to first. Number one, this week, would you rather have Derrick Henry, and this is this is rushing yards, this first one, Derrick Henry or Cleveland, the rushing attack? So I get both Chubb and Hunt in this in this scenario. Yes. Oh, I take both of them. Like, am I only counting rushing yards in this? Rushing scenario? yards, rushing yards. Yes, not fantasy points. Yeah, I'd still take the the Cleveland duo in rushing mm-hmm. yards. I I think Derrick Henry is going to have a good game, but this might be his toughest game of the of the season. Overall, oh, oh, I don't know. I mean, he already played Pittsburgh, but you can uh, you can run on Cleveland. That is for sure. Yeah, uh, and Derrick Henry is just a beast, especially this time of year. They're going to feed him. The over under on this game is like fifty four points or something like that. So they're expecting offense to come from this. So I yeah. think both are going to have a good game. But yeah, I mean, fantasy points wise, it's not even close. I mean, I think Chubbin. Oh, yeah, the combo, both of them with pass catching from Hunt and just be always being on the field and just doing that, then, yeah, I definitely. Right. But, uh, okay, this one. Um, Allen Robinson? Okay. Or Keenan Allen? And I'm going to go Keenan Allen. Same. 100%. Same. Okay. Okay. I think, yeah, I think, I think the Chargers might actually win that game. Against the, so, so you're not worried about Gilmore? No. Keenan's got too many targets, and he's just proved he's a great route runner. And I don't care how good a cornerback you are. If your route running is elite, you're, you you can win matchups. Right. And, and so, I, you just don't trust the quarterback for the Bears either. Because, I mean, Allen Robinson is an unbelievable. I do, but Mitch Trubisky, to his benefit, already played the Lions because they played the first game of the year. So this isn't like a, it's a team he's familiar with. You know, if I was, that's why I'm okay with Trubisky this week. I really am because the Lions defense is not good. They gave up 27 points to the bears earlier in the year, Mm -hmm. you know? So like, it's not like Allen Rob. I think Allen Robinson is going to have a good game too. I just think uh, Keenan Allen's going to have a better game. Because I think these two might be the most, underrated wide receivers in the league based on not based on pure talent, but also what they can just do for a team. I agree. Yeah. I definitely think Allen awesome. Yeah. I think the both, I mean, they're both playing in an era where we're playing with some of the best wide receivers we've seen as a group. I mean, our, the rookie wide receiver, this class this year might be good. One of the best of all time. If they, if even half of them keep up what they're doing for any sustained amount, it will go down as like maybe the best wide receiver class. We have like eight right now that I've seen that fantastic. Right. I mean, it's just, it's just ridiculous. So who's the best? Take your pick right now. Who's the best of them all? Let's see. Uh, Let me go over in my head because I want to be disrespectful. Right. Okay. We got Justin Jefferson. Front runner. Yes. C.D. Lamb. Number two, probably highest drafted. Um, 
Michael Pittman Jr. Mm-hmm. Hurt, but hurt for most of the year. Yep, yeah, show. Um, Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool. Um, Brandon Ayuk. Jerry Judy. Ooh, and um, the other Alabama wide receiver. Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs. Oh, Henry Ruggs, yes. LaVisca Chenault, although he hasn't been, like, fantastic. He's, he's a rookie wide receiver. But we're already at, we're, like, seven or eight right now. And we're definitely forgetting at least one. T. Higgins. T. Higgins, that's who it is. Yes, that is the other very good and very productive uh, rookie wide receiver. So, I mean, that's quite a class. Yeah, but, and another receiver, but he's just it's just a set tragedy that he plays for the Jets, Denzel Mims. Absolutely. He is super talented. He is, yeah, hopefully not another Adam Gates unfortunate soul. I mean, hopefully Adam Gates gets fired. I mean, if Adam Gates doesn't get fired at the end of this year, I just don't, I just, I don't understand this league anymore. I really they ha- don't. They have to be tanking to get rid of him, right? Like to, to to get the first pick, and then he's gone, and just like that, it has to be it, right? There's no other reasonable explanation for what is happening in that organization. I agree. Um, okay, I have my number three here, which is this week again, and Travis Kelsey or the aforementioned. Justin Jefferson in like a flex spot. I mean, if you're not starting Travis Kelsey, is Travis Kelsey, you've got some other option. You're high as hell. Um, but again, this is not like a tight end, tight end situation. Right. Because um, Jefferson, uh, Minnesota has, I forget at the moment, a good matchup this week that I think he can definitely exploit. They're playing Jacksonville. Yes, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, but I'm going Kelsey still. See, because I'm going to go Jefferson. This is point total for this week. I think you know I'm, I'm going to go JJ. I mean, you could be 100 percent right. I just think I Kelsey is just to me so guaranteed to find the end zone in that offense. Yeah, he just Mahomes looks for him in desperate like in times, and yeah, Kelsey is the thing that makes that offense click. I think for sure. Well, I mean, besides Mahomes, again, Mahomes makes a click, but Travis is the 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 gear next to him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, matchup well, time, my friend. It is, and uh, we're gonna start because I feel like it with the matchup that matters the most to me. Uh, Colts at Houston. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not uh, not feeling great about this game, especially after last week. Good news: DeForest Buckner is coming back. He was activated off the COVID nineteen list. Yes, a hundred percent. That is, he is massive for your entire scheme on defense. Other good news: our center Ryan Kelly is back. That is good. I did not know that. That is good. Bad news. Starting left tackle Anthony Costanzo has not practiced yet. Mm-hmm. Not looking good that he's going to play on against JJ Watt. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. I imagine Watt lines up on the right plenty. 
And Philip Rivers' toe is still hurt. Yeah, but I mean, how much does he really need his toe? <laughs> well, I mean, in terms of he's not going to be able to run away from J.J. Watt. Not that he does a lot of running no, I... anyways, but you know what I mean? No, I know, I know. It just makes it that much more difficult. But 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 still, the Texans' defense is insanely exploitable. He'd be able to get the ball out of his hands maybe quickly to wide receivers. And I think uh, good for your Frostburg game. I think Naeem Hines is a play this week. Uh, oh, huge. Definitely. Big, big, especially in PPR. Naeem Hines. Definitely. PPR makes it, if it's standard, standard. Maybe not. But, yes. Jonathan Taylor also back this game. So I think you can safely flip. He's a flex play because Houston's defense is. I can see a lot of draws to like Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. I think they're both startable. But RB twos to threes, one's going to be better than the other. I don't know which. Yeah. If it's PPR, I feel confident Naheem Hines will outscore Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. But um, I think. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is going to get a lot of opportunities. So, like I said, I think to me, Hines is RB2 in PPR and Jonathan Taylor's flex. That's where I, I see it kind of heading. On the Houston side, no Will Fuller. Wow. So, I still think Deshaun Watson, there's no way you can't start him. If you have another great option, okay, but I doubt you have someone that you have better than him, even in this situation. Right. Um, And I think, I mean, both Brandon Cooks and Kiki Cutie are probably going to have, one of them is going to have a decent game. I don't know which one. I, I th- you have to start Brandon Cooks. I mean, he's been there even with Fuller. He's the established relationship with Watson now. He he has to be started. Uh, QT I think can be started in. I don't want to say desperate, but not advantageous situations. But what about the tight ends, Fells and Akins? I think Akins has a chance to crack the tight end ones. You know, that's also based on you know tight end. Because it doesn't take much. Six six points or so might make you a tight end one. Yeah. Um I mean he, yeah. It's he's I mean, just like every other tight end, I don't necessarily think he's anything crazy. I if he finds the end zone, yeah, he'll be in the top fifteen. If he doesn't, he won't. Because that's how tight end goes these days. So yeah, I don't feel great about either tight end situation. Trey Burton. If you're going to start a Colts tight end is the guy. Yeah, but he falls in that same category. So Jack Doyle also back this week. So can't start him, though. So just maybe that makes you not want to start Trey Burton. But you weren't you weren't excited about it to begin with. He might vulture one from Trey Burton. But Philip Rivers clearly loves throwing to him. So he does. Um, Running back situation for Houston. David Johnson is going to play. Yes. He's on track to play currently. Yeah. So you do not start Duke Johnson. You just start David Johnson and in a flex yeah. spot because I don't fully trust his out pro, out outlook coming back 
I mean, it's from a concussion, so it's not like any, you know, any running ability. Right, exactly. So I think the Voris Buckner being back makes him an RB, low-end RB2 instead of a high-end RB2 to, you know, good play to me. Right. To me, he's going to have, Without like, the Voris Buckner, he might have been able I feel like David Johnson is going to have, like, 14 carries for, like, 46 yards and a touchdown, which would make him a decent flex play. Like, with that right there is enough. Yep. Or 14 for 46 and three catches for 32 yards, and you're like, oh, okay, well, sure, that way. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Next game I have on the lineup. Uh, again, we talked about a little bit already. Uh, Cleveland at Tennessee. Um, I think what, both running games you're starting all all parts are all parts of for sure. Right, right. Besides AJ Brown, are you starting anybody else as a wide receiver in this game? I might start Jarvis Landry. I feel See, like him and Baker have been coming along a little bit these past two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, Tennessee's past defense is, you know, susceptible for sure. Um, so I think if you're going to start a Browns pass catcher, it's going to be him or Austin Hooper. Yeah, Hooper just is terrifying. He falls into the same kind of category we have already referred to. But I think Landry is a perfectly fine start and he's going to see what eight targets minimum, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. About that. And I actually think Corey Davis on the other side might be startable as well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, but those are the only two I'm not going that deep. No, no. especially even with the high over under. Still, yeah, no. Corey Davis is definitely startable because Johnny Smith is out, and that just mm-hmm. takes away one of their pass catching options. And How about Ryan Tannehill? He is, seems like a pretty good play to me this week. Yeah. By the way, Tennessee's backup um, tight end is Jeff Swaim. What so, about Ferkser? Is Ferkser out? Austin Ferkser or whatever? Ferkser is there too, but so he's, I guess. He's expected to serve as the Titans' pass-catching tight end. Yeah, Ferkser, he's been the one. He, he he filled in when Smith went out earlier this season. I actually think he is playable if Smith is out, because he and John have been sharing time in the past couple. You Smith, know, kind of Smith has been ruled out, for sure. Okay. Then I think Ferkser is absolutely a play this week. Yeah. Uh, but Swain came in for Johnu in the Colts game. Okay. Well, so that was the only notable uh, reason to bring up Jeff Swain. But I'm just saying that tight end situation is fluid. Yeah, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It's just what? Hopefully, you don't have to play any of the people we've mentioned half so far. But I bet you would. I bet you do. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving on to a game we can hopefully be quick about. Um, right. Raiders at the Jets. I, I mean, Derek Carr, like you mentioned earlier, thought he had a feast lined up for him in Atlanta oh. after Thanksgiving, but apparently he was already stuffed because he didn't do jack against what is 
possibly one of the worst secondaries in in recent NFL memory. Yeah, it it hurts. It hurts. Shout out AJ Terrell, rookie. He's playing well, playing very well. But everyone else is not pulling up their weight on that on that defense. But last week, Derek Carr couldn't do get it done. No, it was insane. I have, I was amazed by how terrible he was. The fumbling, especially, just like he's not necessarily a fumbler. It just came out of nowhere. But I don't know if you start anybody besides Booker in this entire game. Besides again, my Derek Carr dilemma, which has been well documented now. Uh, I think Nelson Aguilar. Is he going to play? He. Yeah. I don't think he practiced today. I don't think he – I didn't know he even had an injury. He doesn't have an injury designation. Oh, yeah, he, he does have... not carry an injury. He was limited for today on practice. Okay, he didn't practice like the last two days. But if he plays, then okay, then you're good. Yeah, he's he doesn't have an injury designation, so he's he's playable. But – Yeah, like if he, yeah, he's a flex guy. No, and I, then Darren, I mean, Darren Waller because you have to, obviously. You said Devontae Booker, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, you got to start him. You got to pick yeah. him up, and you got to start him. No Jets. If you were uh, Crowder or Mims, and that's it. Wait, that's, that's rough. Yeah. You're in desperate times. You're not in the playoffs if you're doing that, so I don't know why we're talking about that. Yep. Moving on to a much better game. Uh, New Orleans at Atlanta. Oh, yeah, there we go. Two weeks removed from their previous matchup in which New Orleans dominated. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of think the same thing happens. Yeah, which is unfortunate for fantasy. Because I think you can only start four or five players in this game. I think you start Taysom Hill. Agreed? Yeah, oh, yeah. He's getting the run. He's got... He got He's getting running touchdowns like a running back, baby. Hell yeah, baby. Exactly. Uh, I I mean, Kamara? He has not. He's been limited, and they've been, like, holding back on him. I know. A little bit. But I think you got to start him because he's going to get he's gonna get 12 touches. And like, Kamara can take 12 touches for 17 or 18 fantasy points all day. Yeah. So it can't happen. I think you can start Latavius Murray. Yeah, as a flex, you know, you know, as, as a flex in a, in a deep league, if you if you need someone, yeah, yep. Uh, Michael Thomas, yeah, have to, yeah. That's it for the Saints. Yeah, and then my entire list for the Falcons: Calvin Ridley. <laughs> yeah, I think Julio is pretty much out. He's questionable right now with the hamstring, but I just have this bad feeling like he's going to injure it again. It's, yeah. He told reporters he's feeling really, really good. <laughs> really, really good. Great. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, Is Todd Gurley not coming back? Doesn't look like it either. I think you could probably get away with Brian Hill or, you know, well, Brian Hill. Against um, the Saints running defense? Yeah, I guess not. I don't I mean, they scored, what, nine points last time? Yeah. 
Ito Smith ended up having the better game. He had 12 for 65 and a touchdown, plus four catches. So Ito Smith ended up, I guess if you're going to play one of them, you got to play him. But And that was garbage time, though, too. It was like the last drive. So I don't. I think they're both. There's there's gonna be garbage time in this game, so all I'm saying is someone's gonna someone's gonna catch a touchdown. Uh, It's gonna be him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think New Orleans just dominates this game. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah, I made the mistake a couple weeks ago pulling out their defense against Uh, in the Jersey League, but. I'm keeping them in this week. I'm keeping the faith. Hopefully it doesn't come back to bite me. You can do it, sir. All right. Another 1 o'clock game, divisional game. Detroit Lions at Chicago Bears. Uh, we already talked this about this a little bit. Speaking of garbage time, the king of garbage time touchdowns, David Montgomery. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> but then I lost. So, But it's still amazing. Yeah. This one seems pretty easy to me. It's kind of... The Bears are super easy. There are two players you ever start for the Bears. Dave Montgomery Montgomery. and Alan Robinson. Done, right? And Jimmy Graham, if you have him, because you probably don't have any other options. Uh, Yeah, that he he falls into, sure, category. We almost can just skip the title on every team because they're all the same. We'll just (laughs) talk about the couple we need to. Yeah. Um, Running back, if DeAndre Swift doesn't play, I guess you can start Adrian Peterson. I I guess. I mean, <laughs> it's the Bears, though, so I really don't want to. I hey, hope I, I have a better option. Adrian Peterson knows how to beat the Bears. That's a good point. He has, he has a point. storied history of doing it. So that's the only thing I'd say. He is know, Swift, Swift might miss this week on purpose. AP's <laughs> like, you know what? If there's if you're gonna if you need a week, this is the week. <laughs> yeah. I think outside of that, that's Hawkinson, but right. again, don't need to mention tight end. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. that's it. Um, and if that's assuming Stafford, if Stafford plays, I guess Marvin Jones Jr. Because if um, Galladay's out again, and they let go of Marvin Hall, so. That's still tough against the Bears, though. I mean, uh, good yeah. defense. But if Stafford's Blow, there. Gee, wide receiver four for me. If Stafford's in, though, he's going to, they're going to throw it. So mm-hmm. might as well. Especially, maybe especially if Swift's out. If yeah. Swift is out and Stafford's in, I'm a little more on board. All right. Next game. Another hopefully quick one. Um, Jacksonville at Minnesota. Because I think Minnesota's going to win this game. Fairly easily. This might be the easiest game of all time as far as fantasy goes. Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, out Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, James Robinson, maybe DJ Chark. Done. Yeah. Um, Glennon's supposed, I think, isn't Glennon starting over a healthy Gardner Minshew? So, and you don't know what that's going to be like because DJ Chark didn't play last week when Glennon started. So, But he's been trending down. Yep. But so if you have a better option, play him. If you don't, I think we roll with DJ Shark because even if this game ends up like, you know, 27 to 10, J- 
chances are the 10 goes to DJ Shark for a tu- you know one of the, a touchdown to DJ Shark in garbage time. Right, he falls into that category receiver we talk about plenty, which is you don't know exactly what's going to happen, but he is maybe one of the most talented of the wide receivers that falls into that category where it's like he can make anything happen with a play or two that makes you feel better about it. But to me, that's about it in that game. The other, the wide, the feel great about your Vikings and feel great about James Robinson. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, next game, Cincinnati Bengals at Miami. Ooh. Um, Devontae Parker and Miles Gaskin, I think, is might come back this week. I, they're gonna have to. Pretty much everybody else is like doubtful or rolled out already. So I think Gaskin, Devontae Parker, especially if Ryan Fitzpatrick starts, which I think will happen. And you can start Ryan Fitzpatrick then if he starts. And I don't know about anybody on the Bengals. I don't think I trust anybody on the Bengals too much. Giovanni Bernard. I guess because of volume. But that Dolphins defense is good, and he has not looked great. It's true. But if they get close to the end zone. Yeah. yeah I, there, are, there aren't enough running backs that he won't make it into your lineup as a flex, at least at some point. Right. Um, yeah, Miami, they might not. It, it's either Fitzpatrick or Tua. They're, I have a feeling it's going to be Fitz. Me too. I just figure... Let Tua rest up one more game. You probably don't need him to beat Cincinnati. Fitzpatrick can take care of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So might as well. And if you're on the Cincy side, um, I mean, you don't feel great about it, but I guess T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd, you know, if you've got better options, please, please play them. But yeah. one of them, you know, T. Higgins ended up getting the garbage time touchdown last week. So... Yeah, they can do. One of them might score a touchdown. They could. Tyler Boyd might catch eight balls for forty-two yards in a PPR league. You're not like totally upset, but yeah, you're looking for better options. Yeah, T. Higgins is probably the one I take out of those two. Me too. Big play potential. Just I think he's the better receiver too. Yeah. All righty. Another. Well, now we're getting to the four o'clock games. Let's talk about this one quick. The New York football giants travel to Seattle, take on the Seahawks. Yeah, this one, as far as fantasy goes, don't you think it's another just easy studs and duds? Yep. You're starting Russell Wilson. You're starting Chris Carson. You're starting DK Metcalf. You're starting Tyler Lockett. And you're starting Wayne Gallman. Yep. And because Daniel Jones is listed as doubtful for this game. So it'll be good old Colt McCoy in the game. <laughs> Texas favorite. Yep. So, yeah. What do, you, what do you think about Evan Ingram? Is he in play, um, even though I hate him? <laughs> he's got to be. I mean, in terms of receiving tight ends, he's one of the most consistent. And he got nine targets last week against the Bengals. With six catches, you got you got to play him. Yeah, and Cole McCoy played enough of that game to for it to be at least 
think he started last week. Didn't Daniel Jones get hurt against um, the Eagles? No, I think it was just last week. No. Oh. I, don't know. I, could, I, could, be, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. But either way, he, play, I mean, he got hurt in, like, I think the first quarter. Like the end of the first you're right. quarter. Yeah, you're right. Um, no, it wasn't against Cincinnati. What? No, I don't know. I don't know. Time means nothing at this point. So Yeah, <laughs> I completely agree. Either way, let's move on because, yeah. you, you know, I the Seahawks, I think, are going to take care of business. I think it might be closer than um, – I don't know if I'm starting Tyler Lockett, to be 100% honest with you. I'm not starting him in the Bush League. You could definitely have better options than Tyler Lockett, I guess is how I'll put it. But you're, I think there are plenty of people in many leagues that will definitely be starting Tyler Lockett because they... Yeah. They... yeah. In, in the Bush League, I'm starting Debo Samuel over him. I completely agree with that decision, but... I love Debo Samuel this week. I don't think we've gotten to them yet, have we? Yeah, exactly. No, they're because they're playing on Monday. So we'll get to that in a little bit. For now, let's go to another NFC West matchup. Los Angeles Rams take on the Arizona Cardinals. This one's crazy. This one's very interesting. I don't know how what we'll get fantasy wise, but it's a very good NFL football game. Yeah, I can't wait to watch exactly for like the actual game. Because just how Kyler Murray is going to handle Aaron Donald coming screaming at his face. But fantasy-wise, there are a lot of decisions to make in this game. Plus, Kyler Murray's coming off that injury. I mean, he practiced fully uh, yesterday, and I assume today. So, in theory, he's over it. But something to... Keep in mind. Yeah, because it he hasn't rushed nearly as much in the last two games based on after that injury and then the next game after that injury. And yeah. I'm wondering if that's done or going to follow into this next game because that's a big deal. Yeah, um, we'll see. I, I still think I think he's if he's fully recovered, then he'll go into this game. A little more. I wouldn't expect a ton of rushing yards. No more than like 50. I don't know. They need this game. And he was averaging like 75 or something before these last two games. And uh, if he's fully healthy, I think he comes out to play and and goes to town. Yeah. I agree. But this this is definitely a must win for Arizona. 100%. Yeah. So, I mean, I like Kyler Murray and I like Jared Goff. If you're a streaming quarterback, Jared Goff is probably a streamable quarterback this week if he's available. Um, yeah. You know, Kenyon Drake or Chase Edmonds. Kenyon Drake's been the be- been playing, so yeah, it, he officially has finally showed up. Once I don't need him anymore because I'm done. So, and on uh, the Rams running back side, Cam Akers has been showing his. Why he should probably should have been the starter for the start. Yeah, but I still don't. I'm still not. I'm. I'm not convinced he's going to get the volume he needs to be able to produce actual fantasy numbers. 
Yeah, he only got nine carries last week, but he did exactly. turn it into like 84 yards and a touchdown. Oh, he's so. great. He, he, he proved he's great. Yeah. So it's just whether that comes to fruition or not as far as uh, touches go. Yep. And then um, wide receiver, the big battle, Jalen Ramsey versus DeAndre Hopkins. Don't you hate that you have to start DeAndre Hopkins? Because you don't like it. No. You're scared about it. But yeah. You have to. Right. But I'm not starting any other Cardinal pass catcher. No. Mm-hmm. I'm not starting Kirk. I'm not Fitzgerald's on the COVID-19 list. Andy Isabella, no. Kirk in like a terribly deep league. I, I just have a I have a feeling Christian Kirk's going to do well, but I don't, I can't recommend starting him, I guess. If that's how I, you know, I, I can't do it. I gotcha. I think I'm playing against him in uh, in a league, but I'm not oh. sure which one. Oh, no. Well, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I do, too. Um, and on the Rams side, Cup and Woods, stick with it. Yeah, they've both been great and disappointing and great and disappointing and that's what you're going to get with those two i got a feeling for a while yep i agree all right another game another i don't think we have to talk about this game too much um philly at green bay uh uh, yeah yeah green you know you know what's going on here yeah the packers are going to pound them so aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams. Aaron Jones is playing, right? There's no... Yeah. Uh, and Miles Sanders. Yep. And Jamal Williams, too, for what it's worth. And that's what I was wondering, because I knew through... I, I heard people talking about Jamal Williams earlier. I was like, is Aaron Jones hurt? I'm like, I didn't think so, and that it scared me for a minute. No, so. Aaron Jones has no injury designation. Jamal no, Williams. Yeah. yeah, so I think that... How about Alan Lazard? He might be the, the question. I'd say start him. I'm I'm okay with that too. He's definitely a flexi. Marquez too, because one of them's gonna have the good. One of them's gonna have the better, the good game, the the number I'd, two game. I'd be terrified to start Marquez Valdez Scantling, but I know what you're. He, you could be the. How about daily fantasy? I will I will pay forty two hundred dollars for Marquez and try to win. That I like. I may or may not be doing that in one of my lineups. <laughs> um, yeah, because Lazard's five thousand on DraftKings, Marquez is forty four hundred. So, yeah, so that, I, yeah, and Rogers is out to, is on a. I think is trying to finish out this year very strong. So I just think, I think either one of them can go with. Yep, I'm just uh, a Lazard guy. He looks better. Miles, he's, Sa- he's yeah, the I'm, number two look. You know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, because unless Philadelphia starts Jalen Hurd, uh, there's nothing. There's nothing more to say. I don't trust any of the wide receivers, even no. Fulgham. I'm just like, no, no. Uh-uh. Dallas uh, Goddard, I guess. Yeah, Dallas Goddard's the only other, pat, the only pass catcher I I trust on that offense. Yep. Um, because Carson Wentz is truly terrible. Truly, I don't terrible. know what's wrong with him. He has something wrong with him. Yeah, something's up. But yeah. Alrighty. Moving on, another an interesting game. We talked about this earlier. Uh, New England at the Chargers. 
Um, I think Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen are going to go off. I'm, see, I'm not quite in going to go off range. I'm very, you're definitely starting them because, you, of course, and they're still going to be good, I think. But I'm tempering Keenan Allen expectations because of Bill Belichick and doing what's the best thing the Chargers can do? Throw the ball at Keenan Allen. That's what he's going to try to make not happen. Well, if that does happen, then Mike Williams is going to benefit from that greatly, I hope. I think he will, but I think Austin Eckler is going to be the number one beneficiary of that. Yeah. Who the heck is going to guard him? Yeah, they don't have the personnel to stop Austin Eckler. He had 23 points in his return last week, so you got to start him. Oh, absolutely. He's fantastic. Hunter Henry does have potential to have a better week this week, too, if they shut down Keenan Allen. I agree, and he has been... We hate tight end. He's actually been one of the better ones, I would say, more as far as consistency, and he rarely gives you, like, one point, which you get from plenty of tight ends. Lately, I would say that's true. In the early goings, it was a little rougher, but yeah. Right. On the New England side, Cam is a a QB two. He's a QB two, but yeah, Yeah. I don't want I don't want to start Cam this week if I don't have to, just because they play slow. I got a feeling the Chargers might. He's also questionable for this game. I didn't even see that. He's going to be a game time decision, basically. Oh, well, then you did. You no, know, no, thank you. I, Damian Harris, that's it, right? Yeah, James White had a really good game last week, but I don't necessarily trust him to do it again. It was on two rushing touchdowns in the from like the eight yard line. I do not see that happening again. That's an anomaly. Yeah, I agree. And then. Uh, Jacoby Myers is the only pass catcher for the Patriots, I trust. Yeah, uh, deep, deep leagues, wide receiver three, wide receiver four, you know. Eh, not great, though. Yep. All right, we've got four more games to go. Um, Sunday night game, Denver at Kansas City. Oh, uh, Lord. Usual suspects in this game. Mahomes, Hill, uh, Kelsey. And uh, I think Melvin Gordon because I expect Philip Lindsay to be out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's and then, yeah. Jerry Judy's trending in the right direction. So if he plays... And I mean, I wouldn't. I I don't like it. I'm, no, I would. he's been terrible. I I don't think you can play a Bronco. I'm forced to start Noah Fant because it's him or like Irv Smith. That I mean, I don't even know. Well, they've actually got a quarterback this week. That's he's true. Quarterback, so that'll be much better for him. And the yeah. Chiefs, the Chiefs are going to murder him. That's that's it. Yeah. 
Moving on, another, well, a more interesting game, but definitely the game you are the most interested in. Football team goes to Pittsburgh. We're, I, I think we're going to murder them. Coming off a, a stupid Baltimore, so finally, okay, semi-ish normal week, hopefully. I mean, hopefully, we're speaking a little too early maybe for that, but assume they play Monday. It's a normal suspects for the Steelers. I think you, I think you can play Ben, low end QB one, wide receivers, the trio, all in play. Ebron in play. I don't want to start Benny Snell. Do you want to start Benny Snell? Mm, I don't really want to. No, you're not the the Washington. Defensive line is pretty good, so I don't really want to start Benny Snell. And um, I agree. Yeah. And then Washington side, what do you think about the running backs? I mean, I think you can start Gibson because he's pretty much turned into their number one. He's catching patch- passes too, so if he's doing that, you're fine. Um, yep. McLaurin. Oh yeah, he's too good against everybody to not start. Right. Other than that, I think that's it. I, I don't agree. trust anyone else. Me either. Yep. All right. The other Monday night game: uh, Buffalo at San Francisco. This is going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a great game. I think the Niners win this football game. It'll be interesting. They'll be playing in Arizona. A day <laughs> after, I forgot about that. I did forget about that. A day after the Rams and Cardinals have played there. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, Raheem Mostert came back, got a nice touchdown. I think him and Debo, both startable. Yep, and Jordan Reed, we we touched on. Yeah, I think uh, is playable for the Niners. I think the Bills. You've got again usual suspects as far as Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs for sure. Cole Beasley's the question. I think you can start Cole Beasley. I think so as well. I'm just worried the Niners defense has decided to make that transition to we're. Great again. Make the defense. Make the defense great again. Yeah, make the defense great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think um, I mean San Francisco is playing so much better now. Um, I, I trust Debo and Moser. I don't really trust anyone else on the Buffalo side. Josh Allen is probably your QB one because uh, he's been playing but I don't feel great about it this week. But I do trust his pass catchers, Diggs and Beasley. I agree. Josh Allen has the floor of the rushing, you know. Yeah. It's just you're you, not you, terrified of getting completely screwed by him. So right, you play him. Yeah. And then I don't trust Zach Moss or Devin Singletary. I mean, no. One of them's probably going to end up with a touchdown, but I don't know who. I don't know who. Devin Singletary is better than Zach Moss. Why don't they let him be better? I, 
I don't know. Last game of the lineup, though. <laughs> COVID no. delayed what was originally a Thursday night, now a Tuesday night. The uh, the Dallas Cowboys are playing the Baltimore Ravens. Talk about ugly. I mean, I don't know who's going to be back. Who's Is Lamar Le- going to be Lamar's back. Game? Lamar's okay. back. Dobbins. No Mark Andrews, though, right? No Mark Andrews. No okay. Willie Sneed. Yeah, Willie Sneed. Okay. But Dobbins is back? Yeah, right. Definitely. Lamar is back. And um, how about how about Calais Campbell back? I um, think. I think he should be back. Everyone who was added to the list early is eligible to come back. Um. I don't know. Uh, I anyway, don't know. Yeah, fancy don't, wise, I'm not sure how much it's gonna it's gonna help what the decisions will be made because are I mean are you starting Lamar Jackson for sure if he comes back right off of this? Oh, he's already been activated, I believe. Um, because he was um Lamar. I don't think so. But oh, he's, he's eligible to return Sunday. He's sun, going to be activated sun, okay. as soon as if Lamar Jackson's playing, I'm starting him. Okay, against the weak Cowboys defense, yes, I'm starting him. Okay, because he has not. I mean, he has not been good. No, and then coming off of an illness and not practicing all that, but I, the Cowboys make you say, "Ah, eh, yeah, probably." Yeah. Um, how about Zeke? So, I mean, what do you do with Zeke in this matchup? Are you starting him over David Montgomery? I mean, honestly, I don't know. Probably not, honestly. Zeke's been terrible. How about Kenyon Drake? No. Oh, wait, they're playing the Rams, right? Yeah. No. No, they're playing the Patriots. No. Kenyon Drake plays for Arizona. Arizona's playing the Rams. The Chargers are playing the Patriots. Oh, no. I'm an idiot. Yeah. They just played the Patriots. I was about (laughs) to say, they played the Patriots last week. No, no, no. no. Um, Yeah, so Kenny Drake, even better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I probably probably don't start Zeke. I think that's just the bottom line. Yeah, that's... Might be a Tony Pollard game. I don't even know at this point with the Cowboys. It could be anything. Yeah. You're starting Amari Cooper, right? I think you're starting Amari Cooper. If Lamar Jackson plays, you're starting him. Mm-hmm. And you might take a chance on Hollywood this week. Just because he, he's the only option available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's him and Des Bryant. <laughs> the old Des. Yep. I mean, yeah. Especially if Trace McSorley's starting. I mean, if Trace McSorley's starting, you gotta... Th- if the goat's on the field, you start Hollywood. The goat. Oh, my God. I know, right? He's not even the best quarterback they ever played. But... He he wasn't even, like... When the surge of goat was happening, I was like, he doesn't even look that good playing. It's insane. No. All righty, Dan, let's close this out with some over-unders. What do you got for me? Okay. Number one, Taysom Hill 
over under 250 total yards. Over. Over for Chuck. Okay. I'm not, I just, is he going to ever throw for enough to make that, like that doesn't seem that hard for him. But I'm, I'm going to take the over two, kind of because I have. Uh, okay. Austin Eckler, over under ten and a half targets. Over. Over. See, I'm going to go under. No, wait, wait, wait. So targets are just passing. Yeah, targets. Yeah, ten. Oh. On, under, under, under. Oh, under. okay, okay. So now I'm going to go over. I was just going with. Uh, I was kind of just going against you because <laughs> I think it's. I'm. I, I set the lines. I think it's like right at that. I think he's going to get. As I mentioned earlier, they're going to key on Keenan Allen. He's just going to get dumped off to a bunch. The way he breaks tackles, he's going to be able to keep the offense moving. So they're going to keep doing it. Um. Okay. David Montgomery over under seventy six rushing yards. You know, I was just thinking 75 was the number. Um, I'm going to go with over. I'm going over, too. I, I just... I think they feed him. I think it's a feed. I feel him. like they'll be up by, like, 14 or 17 in the fourth quarter, and he'll oh, okay. get, like, seven or eight handoffs in the, like, fourth quarter that just go for, like, Four yards a piece, three yards a piece, and that just adds up. Yeah, that I hope so. <laughs> in the in the in the Frostburg League. Yeah. Okay. This is this is I think the best one I set, and I'm super in I have no idea which way I'm gonna go still. The Cleveland versus Tennessee game over under three hundred and sixty rush yards. Under. Under. Okay. Because I'm thinking over. Oh, that was, you could tell that was my natural instinct. Was I, I think, oh, I'm, I just don't know, though, if the defense is going to show up at all. I guess we'll find out. That's why they played the game, right? That's why they played yeah. the game. And uh, number five and the final one, over, under, on COVID postponements this week. <laughs> At one and a half. Uh, I think one might be inevitable. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the under. I don't I think the I think they've got their outbreaks under control now. It's just a matter of and with oh and now I think the NFL is implementing stricter policies that hopefully help. I'm going the other two. We're 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 voting for a clean week. That's hopefully. what we're going with. And I like it. Uh, alrighty, y'all. Good luck in the playoffs. And uh, yeah, may the may the may the odds ever be in your favor. Yes, as Katniss Everdeen would say, let's uh, let's go take this advice and try to win some fantasy championships this year. Why don't we? Good luck. <laughs>